0: Hello and welcome to episode 103 of My Circus, My Monkeys. I have a question for you. Have you lost your sense of optimism? You know, that positive outlook you had when you first started in higher ed? Well, today I'm interviewing Carrie Greer, the Director of Admissions at Jefferson College. She too had lost that feeling. And today she shares a bit about how she got her hopeful optimism back. So stay tuned.
1: You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Anne Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University.
0: So in our last episode, I interviewed Dr. John Vasquez. John's worked at a multitude of different types of higher ed institutions across the country. Now, that career path probably resonates with some of you, but it isn't everyone's experience. This week, our guest has worked her way up at one institution over the course of her career. Now, I won't tell you how long that career has been, but I will say she started out as an admin assistant at Jefferson College back in the day and is now the director of admissions. So when I was choosing which guest to interview, I wanted to get a variety of career paths, but I also wanted to show you the different experiences people have as they go through the Institute. And I felt like Carrie's story was a great one to profile because so many of us are feeling overwhelmed if not straight burned out. And in that process, we've lost so much of that positivity and hope we had when we started in higher ed. I think the question many of us are asking is can we get that feeling back? So let's talk to Carrie. Carrie, will you please introduce yourself?
2: Hi, Anne. Yes, my name is Carrie Greer. Um, I'm the Director of Admissions at Jefferson College, and I am a 2021 participant in Strengths University.
0: Excellent. Fantastic. Okay, so obviously you're on the podcast because you went through the Institute and you had a positive experience. So can you start by telling us a little bit about what were the challenges you were facing that led you to decide that the Institute might be a good fit for you?
2: Okay. So to back up um, with my journey into management, I became a manager in January of 2020 um, due to a restructure. So I was appointed to my role and it was probably more at that time, a coordinator type of function. I had two employees. Uh, They were magical sparkly unicorns that just knew what to do that had been doing their roles. Uh, we were very focused on recruitment. Um, and then COVID happened, you know, three months in to that experience. So then, you know, we're remote. Um, all of a sudden, you know, all of this that work that we were doing got even more dire and more important. Um, and then within a year, uh, thanks to our collaborative efforts, we grew the team from three to seven people. We expanded, you know, from one very specific focus to four. Uh, so all of a sudden, you know, now I am managing a much more complex uh, environment with more people, uh, training three people at the same time, you know, who were two new to higher ed, one kind of new to student services. So I think that kind of precipitated me starting the Strengths University and really getting into Strengths. Because I just kind of found myself like, oh my gosh, like this is so much. Nobody really tells you, there's no manual. Nobody really tells you how to be a successful manager. Um, and how do I balance all of my stuff, my work, my priorities? How do I help grow my team? You know, we've had a lot of change, a lot of growth. So that's really what led me um, to the, the institute.
0: So obviously, just you explaining that to me (laughs) seems very overwhelming. And I know that, you know, the Institute itself is an eight week commitment. So how did you wrestle with, you know, already feeling overwhelmed with can I fit in eight weeks of something like what was your thought pattern there? And obviously, you went through it. Was it worth it?
2: So and I'm very open about this. I actually passed on the Strength Institute. So I had plans to do it in the summer of 2021. That was kind of my goal. And then I had just so much change that I put it on the back burner. You know, I don't have time for this. But then again, you know, coming back to I think it was one of those things where how do I prioritize? And then how like, if I burn out, or spin my wheels and, you know, exhaust myself, what, what good is that doing for my team? What good is that doing for my vision? What good is that doing for the institution? So it was really just stepping back and saying, you know what, yes, I'm busy. But as we talked about in the institute, where do I want to put my time and energy? You know, and how is that going to have um, some dividends? So again, I was still kind of hesitant. But I think what also helped is I have my buddy manager at the college and we undertook it together. You know, we both we both mentor each other and thought we are going to invest in this. This is important. Um, And so we actually went through the institute at the same time, I think, which was very valuable. And, you know, eight weeks, it is a big commitment, but I think you and Alicia made it very manageable, you know, in breaking down each unit. And I think you were very realistic. What I like about all of this training is, you know, take what is the most beneficial thing for you and go do that thing. You might not do every single worksheet or, you know, be able to go in-depth on every concept, but I think you boiled it down to like the fundamental parts for everybody.
0: I love how you decided to do it with your Manager support buddy. Did I so you feel all like your questions? the questions? Yes, yes, yes. So the eight weeks, even though it seems overwhelming, it's really not when you get into it, as long as you've made that commitment. Yeah.
2: Well, and I thought that the way that it was structured where you did some independent work and everybody came together on the group call, like that was a really good way to kind of reconvene and focus your thoughts for the week. Um, And just listening to the challenges that everybody else was having, you know, it really reassured me like, oh, like I'm doing okay. Or like, oh, like this isn't just me, like everybody has these challenges. So that was nice because you got to come back, you got to hear from other people, you got some real world application. um, And yeah, it really, when you boil it down to each of those little steps, it's really pretty manageable.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you decided to do it the journey was manageable, but what was your biggest takeaway?
2: So as I mentioned, um, I think something you and Alicia said a lot is really when I'm managing, when I'm doing these professional development, like really honing in on what is the most impactful practice. Um, and so I kind of look for things now, like when I, when I, do something like, okay, what is this one takeaway? So for example, the thing that resonated with me right away was the unit on energy management and just like looking at where where you're spending your time, you know, and like, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I've got all these other things going on too, you know, I'm a manager. And so you only have so many hours in the day and you only really have so many peak hours in the day, which was a real eye-opener for me And so one of the things that I was able to do just by reflecting and doing the worksheets in that unit was like, oh, I am at my best, like from nine to 11 in the morning. So I need to really make sure that that's, you know, prime time for me, like that instead of like, I was trying to block off whole days to work on projects and like that never worked for me. And So just finding those pockets of time when I'm the most productive, I think that was the thing initially. Um, I think on a broader level, I think having the language of strengths and looking at myself and my team members and my fellow managers, like looking at everybody from that lens, I think gives us kind of a common language um, to use when we're working. And I think it just gives us another way to problem solve and really like focusing on what people are doing well. Like I, that really resonates with me. Um, you know, if I can help people work to their strengths.
0: Nice. And and actually I was, as you were talking, I was going to ask, how do you think your team has benefited from you going through this process? Because I think that, many of us as supervisors, we want the best for our team and our impulses is to is to put them first when we think about utilizing our resources. And so some people might might think this is kind of selfish, like, oh, that's quite a bit of of our budget that I'm taking to do this. Mm -hmm. But how do you how do you think this experience has improved your team? What, what are they getting out of you having done this?
2: So I think, you know, setting, bound, setting boundaries and, you know, me, you know, we, we're we a new team. Like I said, we've got a lot of, of different competing priorities. There's, I think higher ed in general, there's just more work than people. And that's just the nature that we live in. And so I think them seeing me you know, invest in myself, but also learning how to set boundaries, learning how to be more clear. You know, I am not, if you look at my strengths, like being super direct and forthright and in charge is not really in my top, top five. And so I think me learning how to be, to clearly communicate expectations has helped because that's given a clear direction. But I think I've also been working with them in setting those boundaries and setting those priorities and I'm kind of walking the walk now. And so I do think, I mean, we're a work in progress and I think um, there's always more to do, but I think it has been helpful because it also kind of gives them those tools as well.
0: I think what you just said about being a role model for your team is so important because I think most of us have gotten our bad habits, like, not having boundaries and not focusing our attention, not having those priorities by watching the people around us kind of running around, putting out fires, always running late because there's always too much to do. So you being able to model this new behavior and this new really mindset, I think is key to changing some of the culture in higher ed. So, One of the things we advertise or talk about when we're selling the Institute is feeling less stressed. Like this will help you feel less stressed. Do you think that has been true for you?
2: Um, Well, (laughs) I am always stressed. I think that's my, that's my uh, just normal operating level. Um, But I, yes, I think it has helped me as a manager. Um, to know that if I get in stressful situations, here are some tools that I can use, you know, and here are some steps um, and some processes that I can follow. Um, I, I love, there's a worksheet on accountability that I have used, you know, multiple times um, and have used to kind of guide my one-on-ones with my team. And so I think, yes, things are still stressful, but I don't feel like I'm floundering, you know, just kind of grasping at straws. Like, I feel like I have a shared language and a shared toolkit now that I can draw upon.
0: Excellent. Fantastic. Yay. Because stress, well, you learned. I mean, stress is, stress is bad, but it's even worse than you think it, (laughs) think it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So what else do we want to talk about? What, okay. So as you were prepping for this interview, was it, was there anything that popped into your like minds? Like, Oh, I definitely want to talk about this. Or I hope she asked me that. Um,
2: well, I would, I would like to say, you know, I did the strengths Institute and then, you know, I continued with the individual coaching, which I think has been very helpful for me because it's, it's kind of that continued accountability of making sure that I'm actually using <laughs> using my tools. Uh, And so that has been very helpful. It's like, it's almost like counseling for my job, you know, and so as I've kind of navigated through some of these situations, um, that's kind of been that checks and balances of, oh, remember, you know, remember these tools that you have, or um, I would say one thing I didn't mention, when you talk about the team, is the one on ones. I think that was a big discussion that we had in the in the Strengths Institute was making time for your one-on-ones. And so that would definitely be advice I would pass on to other managers is if you do nothing else, set aside that time. And, but also having like an agenda and some guidance, because I used to have one-on-ones to be like, okay, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) And then, you know, is that the best use of your hour? (laughs)
0: No, so that's I definitely yeah.
2: think, but I definitely think that was another tangible thing that I have really implemented and prioritized um and protected that time with my people. Um that maybe I I was doing it before, but definitely not in the most productive way.
0: <laughs> no, I totally agree with that sentiment because I too was at least really consistent in having meetings with the people I supervised, but just kinda like you. Hey, what's up? And not really utilizing that time as well as I could have. So that's awesome that you you took that away. So you mentioned that you continued with the coaching after the institute. Earlier you talked about boundaries. I know that we've had some discussions in those coaching sessions about boundaries. How important do you think that is setting boundaries for supervisors?
2: I think it's really important and I I will say I think it's really hard. Um and you know, I have responsibility as my second strength. And so, you know, in those discussions about boundaries, we also talk about like your strengths but then when your strengths get out of balance, Um, that's been a very interesting concept. So that responsibility, like sometimes it just runs mad. And if I don't watch myself, I just take ownership for everything. And I take ownership for your stuff and my stuff. And, you know, and that very quickly, I think erodes those, those boundaries that you have. And so I definitely think for me, not just setting the boundaries, but as we've talked about, then actually sticking to them you know it has been something that i've really been working on and i think that's going to continue to be a priority for me because like you said you know there's so much stress there's so much work in higher ed and if you don't set those limits nobody's going to set them for you so but i i will say that is probably an ongoing part of my journey as a manager it's not something that i'm going to be able to you know solve overnight
0: That is fair. Yes. And you're absolutely right. Like setting boundaries is difficult because the vast majority of us, especially women are never taught how to set boundaries to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so if you have something like, you know, one of your talent themes is responsibility or quite frankly, lots of other ones, you know, then that can very easily erode any sense of, oh, this is my own time or I'm done with my job. You guys work on yours. So I think well, A, I want to kudos to you for setting more boundaries and holding them because well, I think that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. So for those people out there who like you were like, wow, you know, I should do that. But, oh no, I'm just too overwhelmed. I'm going to, I'm going to put it off. What would you, how would you challenge them?
2: So you're probably at a point where you're, you know, you're spinning your wheels, and you're doing the same thing, you know, maybe I would back up and say the definition of insanity isn't that, you know, doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Uh, And so I think why not try something different? You know, if you find yourself in a place where you're burned out, you're tired, you're not sure where to start, but you want to make that change. I mean, that's part of, that's part of the, the battle right there is, is knowing that you need to make a change or knowing that you want to improve yourself. Um, and so I would say if you are going to invest your time and your money, this was a program that I found, um, very supportive, you know, very responsive, but also I think just higher ed is a special beast. It is unique. It is unlike any other sector for better and for worse. I mean, and so I just think having a cohort of people that are going through that same thing and having, you know, you and Alicia as those guides who have lived and breathed this too, like, I just think that is very impactful. And so why not? You know, you want to make a change. You want you want to try to do something different. I think this would be a great way to do that.
0: You're right. That whole notion of, you know, and I think part of the problem is that everybody's just trying to push through and keep going. So, you know, and change takes more energy. So, you're right, like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. But I think people, you know, if you don't know what you're supposed to do differently or how, how to get help doing that, it can be super challenging. So to wrap up, what has been the biggest impact for you either personally or professionally from this whole experience?
2: Um, you know, I'm just really excited. Like, I think it's, it's given me tools and it's given me that optimism back, uh, that like, yes, there are challenges, but here are some things that I can do, you know, to help myself, to help my team. Um, I love the strengths philosophy. I just think that that, really resonates with me personally. And, you know, looking at the good, looking at the positives, looking at what we're doing well. Um, and so I'm excited. I mean, yes, I'm tired. <laughs> yes. I've got a lot of stuff on my plate, but I think it has given me that kind of renewed sense of optimism that like, yes, you know, we can, we can do this. I can do this. Um, I'm going to face challenges, but I have some tools um, and some some language and some strategies now that I can use. And so, and for me, again, having that accountability, like continuing to have these conversations, continuing to check in with you and Alicia, for me personally, I think that has been huge because that keeps me accountable to kind of making these changes. And maybe not everybody needs to do that, but personally, keeping that fresh uh, and keeping that at the forefront has been really helpful.
0: You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like exactly what you said. Like so many people went into this profession and started their careers feeling hopeful, wanting to help, being excited about going to work. And because everything has gotten so do less with more, Mm -hmm. everybody's gotten overwhelmed. And, you know, it's that feeling of hope. It's that feeling of optimism. And even like you were talking about, that feel of, feeling of empowerment, because so many people feel like, well, there's nothing I can do. I just have to keep pushing through. But I think, you know, based on this conversation, you, you didn't push through. You changed the way you looked at things. You changed the way you did things. And that has, you know, changed things for the better for you and your team and, and hopefully your family as well. Hopefully you've brought some of that positivity and and yes. that energy back home to them as well.
2: Yes. Well, and that's one the other thing I forgot that, that you just reminded me. I will say my supervisor, I think since I've done strengths, she's noticed a change. You know, she has said, "Hey, I think this has really benefited you" and just in the way that I'm able to have conversations with her about what I need or what my limits are or, you know, the challenges. And so I definitely think that that kind of upward relationship too, that's helped me because she's been able to see, Hey, this has really helped you to gain confidence and <laughs> navigate some of these things. So, you know, she's been very supportive in this journey too.
0: Nice. Excellent. Cause not, I mean, honestly, not everybody has that supportive supervisors. Yes, so I'm great very, that she very has lucky
2: in my manager. Yes.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. All right, cool. So definitely thank you for being here today. Is there anything else you want to say? I just want to
2: say enough good things about you and Alicia, you know, and Strengths University. And again, just that positive, you know, hopeful <laughs> solutions based kind of teaching that you do. And I, I just think you guys are, bright lights. And so I will go out and continue to tell everybody that I can um, about how valuable your work is, because I just, I really think that it's something we need more of in higher ed right now. And so I very much appreciate everything that you guys are doing.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, Like, thank you so much. Like, obviously I'm supposed (laughs) to say, thank you to that, but, but for real, thank you. Because I mean, starting your own business like during COVID and, Mm -hmm. and in, in higher ed where, you know, budgets are tight and people's time is tight has been challenging, but, you know, we do it because we want for people what, what you've experienced, you know, to become more empowered, to become less stressed, to get the tools they need to be, you know, the confident, competent Mm -hmm. supervisor they can be. So I'm so glad to hear that that was truly your experience and your takeaway. So, so thank you so much for joining us as always. Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.